one of one is missing. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, I knew something was up. Pop, that's almost twice as much going for the same price. I just freaking love that Raider rookie logo. Doing more buying. Which one of these five quarterbacks has the worst set of pass catchers to throw the football to? Guess how much I sniped this for an auction. Number five, you dirty yep. animal. I'm telling you, these optic on-card autos are money. Huh? Huh? So doing the sports media thing for so long, it is rare, rare for an absolutely massive story to break less than 24 hours, especially if you're doing a day show like we do. But no matter when you are listening to this, we want your opinion on the breaking news with the NFLPA severing its relationship effective immediately with Panini. And I'm going to go to you, Andy, right off the jump here. I want everyone to give us your full response in the comments section. If you're listening to this on podcast or whatever, let us know via social media. Andy, your initial thoughts as someone who consumes more football content and more football card content than anyone else. Yeah, initially, I was really shooken up. Uh, no kidding. I mean, it, it really kind of shook me to my core and, and made me thought think about the fabric of football cards as we know it and like what the future of football cards is going to look like. And I immediately started thinking about my rookie ticket autos, like what's going to happen with contenders and right. all this stuff. And and so I started uh, analyzing, thinking about it more critically after the initial shock of the news and, you know, started asking myself, well, you know, there's two licenses in the NFL. There's an NFL trademark license, and then there's the NFL PA license that um, that could basically is an interface to players' likeness, like the name, image, likeness program in college. So then that just raised a ton of questions for me as to what what exactly does this mean in terms of of, of which players now are we going to see on cards, or what are the cards going to look like moving forward? And I think it kind of it, um, it it was defused. It was it came back down to earth by the end of the night last night, thanks to some of our good friends around the uh, industry. So you know, but at first it was I, I'm not gonna lie, it was very concerning. Yeah. So next week we'll have a sports card business expert on our guy Adam at Heroes for Sale. Uh, he knows these people, right? Um, what I will say is this, okay? The first thing is understanding the facts here, okay? In the NFL side of things, there is the NFL, okay? So that's the actual shield. That's the actual league. And then you have the NFLPA, which is the Players Association. Those two work in conjunction for collective bargaining agreements and all of that, just for the confusion or for clarity here. Like what Andy just said, there is a difference between the two of them, which makes this whole situation very confusing. And then from the sports card side of it, there is Panini, which has had the licenses in the three major sports for quite some time. But Michael Rubin and Fanatics came in and got all three of the licenses about a year or so ago uh, for the PA side of things from the MLBPA, NBAPA, NFLPA. Now, we did not get into football cards to discuss lawsuits. Andy's not a lawyer. I am not a lawyer. There's a lot of good sports card content lawyers like a Paul Lesko out there who really understands all this stuff. But even he right now, because we're so early and because it was a little abrupt and surprising, um, it, we're still learning about all of this, about what players will be in and what players will be out. But, Andy, the big thing comes down to uh, the the – the cards themselves, what happens to Panini contenders? Does Fanatics come in and buy contenders? Does Fanatics come in and buy Prism or whatever? And then also, Andy, the big thing as well is the autograph aspect of this. If players of uh, that are signed with Fanatics will sign for Panini products that could be released this year. Yeah, that's the big thing. I think from what I understand, Carter, uh, and I got to shout out my good man, Paul Hickey, oh. our friend Paul Hickey from Sports Card Strategy and NoOffSeason.com. From his sources close to Panini, absolutely trust his sources uh, and Paul. I know that um, he is very diligent and detail-oriented. So 
he thinks that this is really came down to the exclusive Fanatics deal that Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Will Levis signed with Fanatics. And Panini looking at that, thinking that would be a massive hit to their uh, sold box, sold, um, you know, uh, sealed product uh, volume this year without those guys in it. And it's not that those guys aren't in it. It's that their rookie autos aren't in it. The chase cards, the RPAs, the cards that uh, high-end collectors are after, high-end investors that go for a lot of money. And, and so I think from what we understand, this is just going to impact the rookie autos for those guys moving forward. They're not going to be in any of the products, so they're out. But this also opens the door for fanatics to get other exclusive deals with athletes in the NFL. And if they do that, and from what I understand, then they can they'll also be out. Panini won't be able to use their rookie autos on cards, but they'll still be able to use their picture and their name and still be able to release all the cards they've already printed, still be able to continue uh, producing the cards that they do today. And now they've got this antitrust uh, lawsuit going on that that hopefully they can resolve before 2026. Otherwise, they're going to end up losing the NFL license as well to Fanatics. And, and that's the big thing. So you've got Fanatics really dragging this uh, through the mud here because Panini, you know, they filed the antitrust, which is a, a lawsuit against Fanatics for trying to create a monopoly in the industry. There's some really interesting articles out there on it from uh, legal experts that are obviously way more knowledgeable about this than Carter and I, but I read through the entire article, I read through everything that, um, that Paul is putting out and, and basically Panini's got the next few years, but this is going to cost them a ton of money. And, uh, you know, the, the, the case is in their favor because fanatics 100% is trying to monopolize this industry. They did it with MLB. They ended up buying tops for $500 million. Uh, they've got the NBA licenses. So they are trying to 100% monopolize this industry. So, you know, Panini should win their case and maybe they can carve out, uh, if, if they win their case and they keep the NFL license and and most of the, the players don't sign exclusive deals with Fanatics, then they'll still have all that in their bread and butter for football card products. Right. So I will say you and I are probably still going to love football cards, regardless of what actually happens. And I think a good portion of you will. It's just to what degree we don't want this hobby that we love to get screwed up by any stretch of the imagination. And that's what our big topic is today. Obviously this, it's going to get to a few comments because I know a lot of people have been waiting patiently. We wanted to get all the facts out. Uh, first we say hi to Steve Hector Ryan. Let's go to card guy who says he says it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. Only the beginning of lawsuits and fanatic taking over. He also says Panini has exclusive deals with 360 current players. Interesting. Yeah, see, that's fantastic. And that's what they're, they're going to need to get in place because if they get those deals in place, then that should supersede or that should prevent the, uh, Fanatics from the ability to go and exclusively sign those players. So I think you're going to start seeing more and more of this where the, the card companies are getting these contracts in place with specific players. Uh, and, and, you know, because of the licensing, because of each league having two different licenses, one for the players association and the, which is like the players union. And you can kind of look at it like that. The players representatives, they make sure they get, you know, fair contracts. They get, you know, the, the rules are where they need it in terms of, you know, retirement benefits. Like, you know, there's all right. kinds of stuff that the NFLPA does for the players. And this is one aspect of it. You know, their their time signing autographs, their time going to these events, signing these autographs to to be in in uh, sports card products is somehow goes through the NFL PA. So I think you are, Carter. I think you're going to start seeing more of these exclusive contracts. Seems like that's that's the the kind of what's going to happen. You know, one thing I've always found very interesting. And I know a few of these quarterback prospects. I want to talk to him about this privately, obviously. But Panini does put in a lot of work to sponsor a lot of high school camps, right, where all these elite quarterbacks go to. 
Panini's one of the biggest sponsors of Elite 11. So I say that because a lot of these kids, the next generation of quarterbacks, they're familiar with the brand Panini. Panini does a lot of stuff with the NFL draft, and you've seen the rated rookie you know, logos and, and stuff like that. So I know a lot of people have complaints about Panini, and I have had my fair share as well. Um, but I'm also excited about what they're going to do here, right? What I'm excited about personally, Andy, is what about the Panini products that we have now? Do the prices of, let's say, a Kaboom goes up if there's never going to be any more Kabooms potentially printed? Now, I think that would be like pretty absurd, but it could happen. What if they give up absolute to tops and they don't make a good Kaboom product? Will the older Kabooms or the Kabooms that are at now go up? It's a lot of different things. If we go to Mr. T, is this an opportunity to sell sealed wax at the peak spike or hold for more long-term appreciation 2012 to 2022 Panini sealed wax? Andy, I go to you. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't really think so. Um I think that that those products are going to appreciate and depreciate based on the strength of the draft class just like they have been currently because Ultimately, it comes back to the players, right? If the players are good, people are going to pursue their cards, whether they're manufactured by Tops or Panini or, uh, or Fanatics or Panini. Uh, and, and so I think the same things can be said about the sealed product from any given year. You know, if you go back to before uh, 2015, whenever Tops was in the game, and, you know, a lot of those products are popular, the Tops Chrome, the Finest, all that stuff. But you know, at that time, they were they were both licensed. You know, they're two different licensed product. And and so now, it, you know, I think what this could affect is the 2023 product and 2023 and obviously moving forward. So understanding that you're not going to get Levis, Stroud or Young in the product, then uh, I think that could negatively impact the sold box prices of the product. However, I still think they're a good investment. My mindset is that you still have Anthony Richardson, and <clears throat> I think he's the best quarterback in this draft class. And then you still have all of the skill position players and everybody else that was in this draft class. Plus, they can they still have the ability to get retired players, legends, and, and have those guys in there. And you know, the Barry Sanders kaboom, all those kabooms and those rare cards of these legends are still worth a lot of money. Like People yeah. want to collect those. So I think it's 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 a it's a direct impact on. So if you look at the cards that are out for Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Will Levis from Panini, there are a few that have rookie autos. If you look at the Panini Instant yeah. C.J. Stroud rookie auto, it's also serial numbered, very low. But this card sold for fifteen hundred dollars raw just last week. I'm still offended by your Anthony Richardson comment. I feel Best like you get offended by that every show. I Well, I know you're a Florida Gator. I know our guy um, hooked you up with the uh, – Oren hooked you up with the Anthony Richardson auto uh, at the, the National. Shout out to Oren, one of our best viewers. Um I'm still kind of shook by that. Do not come after my short king, Bryce Young. I never thought an LSU fan would defend Bryce Young, especially when I've absolutely destroyed Tua's career on here. I am defending Bryce Young to the death. Huh? Huh? I love him so much. Uh, but still, uh, I, I do think, obviously, the major story. We'll get back to that hot take a little bit later. I will say this. I believe 2020 prism sealed wax is the gold standard now if everything is just done, right? I I get a tingling feeling anytime, Andy, I go to a card show and I see even a 2013 prism sealed wax box where it's not like anything. It, it, that rookie class obviously has a lot of players. I like Travis Kelsey, Tyron Matthew, DeAndre Hopkins, but not like a lot of elite quarterbacks or anything like that. I freaking love old school sealed wax. And I think the 2020 NFL draft class will go down as one of the best draft classes ever. 
up there with the 04 and all of that, and especially if Prism is just going to be in, extinct, I think that sealed wax has the potential to go way up in the future, right? You're going to have the Prism vintage feel. It was the year of the card boom. People always remember when that product came out in December. People always remember that Joe Burrow tore his ACL right before that product, and it didn't freaking matter. Um, I, I think there will always be for collectors uh, a connection to that product in potential. So, uh, in, in particular, so Mr. T, hold on to that 2020 Prism uh, sealed wax. Let's go to Hector here. Uh, Hector, one of our sharpest viewers. So anyone with pending redemptions will be screwed. But I, I think Hector's earlier comment about 2023 legacy going up. That's that's interesting because that product is already out, Andy. Yeah, I think that's the initial pandemonium that you're seeing. You know, it's it's people right. panicking. It's people with the, the uncertainty of like, because it was so serious yesterday, effective immediately, like cease and desist order. It was, it, they made it seem like, the NFLPA has this power combined with fanatics to shut Panini's uh, distribution facilities and their manufacturing facilities down from all the cards that they've got on the, the assembly line right now, you know? So, and that includes Donruss Elite, that includes the Prism Draft Picks, that includes Mosaic for 2023, you know, all these other sets that are coming out. And, and so the initial reaction, and I, I went on eBay myself, Carter, and for example, you know, like my uh, my any any 2023 instance I have, any uh, 2023 rookie premier hollows that I have, I raise the prices of them yeah. because I'm like, if they're time capsuled, they could absolutely go up in value. And if that's the only supply, but now now looking at it as more information is coming out closer to Panini, this is really only going to affect the rookie autos from Bryce. Uh, CJ and Will there in Tennessee. So it's it's um, not as big of an impact. I think we can carry on as usual. I'm going to actually change my prices back to where I had them because like a couple of them were going to sell for a nice profit. So, um, but, you know, if you had the capability to get Bryce Young, rookie guards, CJ Stroud, or Will Levis for any reasonable price that are licensed from Panini with Rookie Card Shield and the team logos and all that stuff combined with it, then I think it, you know you you probably can even pay up for these cards several hundred dollars because they could go up. Now it, it's it's still contingent on a player breakout, Carter. I'm still convinced yeah, this all comes back to the players. And right now, C.J. Stroud's looking like the only guy that may potentially have a decent rookie season. Anthony Richardson's already locked in with Panini, so I don't see a massive impact here unless Bryce Young really surprises people here during the season. Uh, the Flex Toys, I'll give you my thoughts on Lamar a little bit later, but uh, let's go to a few more of these. Annoy, Annoy is concerned about card prices going up. Let's go to James here. The card market will be what it is moving forward. I'm not concerned about future products. But James says, do you believe there should be fear of our current collections crashing in value if there is a change? No, I, I truly I because. Look, a, a lot of Tom Brady's rookie stuff uh, from yesteryear still goes for a lot. A lot of the legendary players from yesteryear in whichever product that they're in still goes for a lot. I am, Andy, addicted to upper deck cards from 04, 05 in that region. So I wouldn't worry too, too, too much about that. But maybe I'm wrong about that, Andy. Yeah, I don't I don't think so, because I think once again, I think it comes back to the player, you know, and, it, you know, there's there some people like Prism, some, some people like uh, obscure sets there there's some uh, base absolute design fans out there or base uh, xr and stuff that that they just want to wow. collect it so you know i think it ultimately comes down to the player and you kind of have to take every card on a case-by-case -case basis you know it it's it's there's a lot of gray area and obviously this makes things even grayer but um, so you really have to just take every card on a case by case basis. I do think Carter, I'm still standing by this. You and I have talked about this before is that 2021 Panini product 
in the base variation in the base silver variation from optic and prism and select was overprinted. I think Panini did try and seize a market spike. They they saw the market spike. Uh, you know, the peak prices for guys like Mahomes, Josh Allen, that kind of stuff. When Mahomes was at the uh, $12,000 base prism uh, PSA 10, that was in the like March a Super Bowl time frame of, of 2021 from the 2020 season. So in 2021, they really tried to seize that market spike opportunity. And so they overprinted. I think they've even dialed back the print runs on those cards in 2022. Totally agree. I, I sent you a message complaining about that not too long ago about 2021 silvers just being overprinted. That's my biggest gripe with just silvers and refractors in general, just the basic silver refractor, right? They're rarely numbered. So you don't know what the print run is on that card. Give me a serial numbered card all day, even though I love a good refractor. Um, let me say this as well, all right? Hector brought up redemptions a minute ago. I met Michael Rubin at the National. I got to talk to him for about five to ten minutes. And uh, I'm a big fan of his rise. He's a, a self-made man, right? He had obviously had a lot of breaks and all that stuff that went his way. But still, okay? The one thing I'll say is Michael Rubin himself is a celebrity, okay? He throws the biggest parties every year. Those are all-white party, and then he throws a Super Bowl party. So... There's not a person at Panini that's like him that they respect, okay? Uh, one thing he has said in interviews, and I've listened to almost every interview this guy's done, his major problem with the sports card industry is redemptions. It, it, he has been very consistent about that in every interview. He wants to get rid of them. Now, I don't think that that is attainable. I think that is very hard to do. Uh, because the players, you know, hold the power, right, Andy? They hold the power whether or not they want to sign that day or not, right? And even though they're getting paid for it, they do have more leverage, right? Because if you're a star, I think a lot of people, Andy, from the basketball side of things are just not getting their LaMelo Ball uh, cards or, yeah, LaMelo Ball, you know, filled in because he finally signed them, right? Um if Ruben does that and he delivers on that, that would obviously be a huge step forward for collectors. Now, in, in particular, people that like to rip, okay? What I will also say to that, Andy, is there are situations like what, um, what, what Hector is bringing up right here. I think inevitably, especially with the higher-end products like Flawless and National Treasures, it's inevitable that they just buy them out. I just think that that would be the simplest uh, solution forward with what you were talking about earlier, Andy, about legal fees and all that stuff. Just buy them out. You know, you know, Fanatics will pay top dollar for that. They gave tops, obviously, all that money. They're ready to write a check just to get this thing over with. I do think those two brands are, are, are things that I think Fanatics will probably buy out inevitably. Oh, yeah. And, and it's like, the, what about the rights to the rated rookie logo? You know, I mean, that that that's got to be incredibly expensive. Um, I, I so I, that's an interesting avenue. What if Panini agrees to some kind of deal with Fanatics where they're manufacturing cards for Fanatics and then Fanatics is distributing them and selling them direct uh, from their website and their live auction platforms and stuff like that? So. It, this this is a one step closer for fanatics to have that monopoly. The legal proceedings are going to be interesting because maybe Panini did have a monopoly before fanatics came in for a brief right. period there. Uh, but I mean, fanatics would 100% have a monopoly now. So I definitely think that a judge in federal court is going to side with it. And that's what the experts say. I'm not I'm not an expert by any means. Just uh, thinking about it logically. I think that Panini, this doesn't kick them out of the game. But this does obviously change things, and it's gonna it's it's gonna make things interesting. Like it's it, it's um it's not completely fluid, but there there's stuff going on behind the scenes, and something big could drop tomorrow that you know fanatics buys such and such brands, or maybe they buy Panini altogether, or maybe they buy the NFL uh, license from Panini. And then it's like, where did if they do that, then where does that leave Panini? 
you know, right. but Michael Rubin is smart, man. Getting getting the exclusive contracts with the goats like Brady and understanding how much uh, pull he has on the NFL. It it's they're they're good. They're sharks, man. They're sharks. Yeah. So here are the people that I know that fanatics has really strong relationships and are exclusive deals. Okay. And these are the A-listers. So you talked about the rookie quarterbacks a minute ago. Okay. Um, Joe Burrow is obviously the second biggest star in the NFL right now. Um, Trevor Lawrence is someone else that tops is really tied in with and, and fanatics. Tom Brady, obviously him and Michael Rubin are very, very close. Now there are some other high-end quarterbacks um, I, I can say via sources that there have been attempts to get Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, that's really difficult. He's the biggest star in the NFL right now, and he's already a GOAT. But uh, those are like the big, big, big names. Now, there's plenty of others out there that haven't you know, signed, but I know Micah Parsons is also tight with Fanatics. We know Will Anderson. Uh, so some players had some other positions as well. So it is uh, very interesting. And look. These celebrities like going to these parties. They like being in 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 Ruben Circle as much as it is vice versa. So it's it's very interesting. So we will move on from this topic just for a little bit. I know a lot of you want to talk about it. Now, if you super chat, obviously that money goes to Andy. We'll go straight to if you want to stay on this topic. But some of you do come here because this isn't just going to get decided in the next week. Okay. A lot of you are here to make money right now. All right. So we're going to talk about what's happening right now. So, Andy, I'm going to hold up a player. This is a player I want to talk about first here. I got a stack of Jordan Love rookie cards. I was shocked. I'd forgotten I had these. Shocked when I saw that his orange laser prism, a non-numbered, not super-duper rare, but it's kind of rare, going for 50 bucks a pop right now. Jordan Love hadn't had a start yet. Uh, I, I'm seeing some movement in the current football card market while everybody is distracted by everything that's going on right now. 100%. He has looked very sharp the first two preseason games. Uh, so if it, it's uh, it's there's a lot of hyper relevancy driving card prices up right now. Guys that are getting significant playing time in the preseason, but also executing at a high level. Jordan Love's arm has looked really sharp. I mean, he's making great passes to Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, um, barely missed like a big bomb to Christian Watson. It was uh, man, I can't remember the uh, the defense. I think it was a guy for the Bengals that ran from the middle of the field. Uh, and broke up that pass. It was going to be like a 65-yard Christian Watson touchdown. So Jordan Love has looked really sharp. He looks like you know the next coming of a great Green Bay Packers quarterback, and they have that whole quarterback lore. So, yes, his card prices have gone up. They are noticeably pretty much across the board higher than Tua Tungavailoa right now, which you know begs the question, is Tua the top target from the 2020 draft class? I think if you're just looking on paper – you got to say yes at this point. Now, if you compare Jordan Love to Jalen Hurts, Herbert, or Burrow, obviously there's still plenty of, of room for growth there. Could you imagine, Andy, in that big brain of yours? All right, I was talking about 2020 Wax a little bit earlier. What if Green Bay does the freaking unthinkable? And they go from Favre to Rodgers. And let's just say Jordan Love is like – like watered down Philip Rivers. So not like an elite elite guy, but I let you say like, he's good. 2020 wax goes up. It goes up. I'm telling you, this draft class is freaking read Oculus. I like Jordan love Andy, and I'm going to be real with you. I normally don't love the small school quarterback who wasn't a dominant college producer, but Jordan love looks good. He looks good. Use your own eyes, people. He can play. And I, I – am I just going crazy? Chat, please save me from myself because I kind of want to buy more Jordan Love than just this little stack right here, Andy. Am I, am I crazy? No, you're not crazy at all. I mean, it's the recipe for 
success. Uh, you know what's crazy? So th- it's all going to come to head here in, in just under three weeks, Carter. Right. The Packers are opening their season against the Bears in Chicago. This is They've never opened the season against the Bears. This is a rivalry going back to the beginning of time. And this is one of the biggest rivalries of all time. So this first matchup against the Bears, it, everybody is going to be watching. I mean, there's going to be a huge number of, of people, even if it's a 1 p.m. Sunday game that's going on with an, another 10 to 12 games. It's opening weekend, and this this matchup that is just going to be huge. It's going to be televised in a large portion of of the you know the northern United States. So you know, I think if Jordan Love balls out in this game against Chicago and they win. It's his prices are going to go up another 10 to 20 percent, maybe more, depending. It just it just depends on on what we see. Now, if he starts off two and oh, three and oh, watch out, buddy. It's going to be crazy. I really hope I because I, Yandy, you know me well. It takes a lot for me to jump on a quarterback's bandwagon. I was telling you last offseason, stay away from two all you can. All right. It takes a lot for me to, to like somebody. But, man, the eye test is telling me that this guy can play some. And Derek's already roasting me um, in in the chat. A lot of you are – Bob says Sam Howell over Jordan Love. Okay, I see that. Sam Howell, obviously, that preseason game was was sick. Uh, So, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I I can't really talk myself – no, go on, go on, Andy. Look at this opening schedule for the Packers. So we know they're at Bears week one. If they can get through that matchup, they go at the Falcons week two. And then in week three, let's see, I believe it's a, it's a home game against your beloved Saints. So that's their opening three-game stretch. Manageable, man. It's not. That's obviously not brutal. Um, I, I do want to bring up another player here, Andy. And this is one guy that I'm fading just a little bit, okay? And that's Brock Purdy, okay? So Brock Purdy, I think, has a little bit of gas for a lot of different reasons, right? We are begging for some quarterback in this last class to be the guy that carries, you know, this year's football products, if that makes sense, right? We always want at least one quarterback. Now, we'll see what Kenny Pickett does. We'll see what Sam Howell does. I know the chat Love Sam Howell, but Andy, I am fading the 49ers this next season. This is more just a football take than a football card take. Their win total is set at 10 and a half. I, uh, there's a lot that I don't love about this team going into next year. I wasn't on fire about their DC hire. Uh, Will wow. Um, I think the schedule to start the year for the 49ers isn't too bad. I looked at it this morning, but at, at the same time, what what is it? At Steelers, let's see. The the back half of their schedule is brutal. Uh, at Steelers, and at who do they have? Week two? At Rams. At Rams, and okay. And then week three is Giants at home. Okay. I think they start one and two. And I think that this team is a little overvalued going into this next year. I I am liking their under win total, and a big reason why people buy Brock Purdy cards isn't because of Brock Purdy. You are buying Brock Purdy cards because he's the quarterback of the 49ers. He's got the elite head coach. He's got the best supporting cast you can ask for in football. Um, so he's got an elite play caller and all that stuff. But if the team doesn't win, Purdy goes down, especially with all the Purdy product that's going to be out by you know midseason so i would be very very careful uh with 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 brock purdy and i know a lot of you are flaming my takes on my 49ers fade here well you know the thing is like he actually displayed some mobility over the weekend and you know trey lance and sam darnold both stepped on their you know what's and over the weekend so i think brock purdy's the clear starter and i just i hate like I'm a big investor in Brandon Ayuk, and he's got all the talent to um, to be a wide receiver one in the NFL, and he just needs the passing volume. So if I want him to succeed, I'm in a Brock Purdy camp 
Um, I'm also in the, I mean, the 49ers defense, it still has Nick Bosa, it still has uh, Talanoa, Tufunga, and Fred Warner, and these guys, uh, uh, Dre Greenlaw. So it's like, man, the defense could still be really nasty. I think this team is still going to be a contender this year. Brock Purdy's healthy. I think this team is going to be humming. Now, the one guy I am out on, Carter, is Christian McCaffrey. I think this is your wow. peak window to sell Christian McCaffrey because he is a situational running back. There, if they get up by 14 points, they're not going to they're not they're going to pull Christian McCaffrey and put him on the bench. So, from a yeah. fantasy and a card standpoint, I only see Christian McCaffrey getting older. And to ultimately win the Super Bowl is very difficult. But I think the 49ers make another good run. I obviously I, I'm predicting the Eagles to win this whole thing this year and and go back to the big game. Okay. So the 49ers to 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 get there is going to be difficult, but I think they make a good run. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's a good thing. Andy and I don't agree on everything. We don't. That's a be that's a beauty of it. I know a lot of you disagree with some of my uh, takes. Hector wants to chat some Aiden O'Connell uh, here. Andy, this is one of those weird situations with a rookie who doesn't have a lot of draft capital, so it's kind of hard to find O'Connell products. So if you have some, my, and now might be the time to move the mustachio man. Yeah, oh yeah, he's got a stash, man. Him and him and Gardner have been hanging out using the same barber. Um, but uh, I, I, Aiden O'Connell's interesting because he's totally immobile, right? He's a, he's a pure pocket passer. He ran like a 5-0 40-yard dash on his pro day. He's got the same three-cone speed as as Carter. Uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> Aiden O'Connell is a guy that is is all arm strength, arm accuracy, and that could go very well right now. It's going very well, but he's playing against mostly secondary um, second-string defenders. This is the thing. When he gets into a, a, a regular season game against a starting NFL defense, some of these defenses he's going to play are nasty. Let's look at the Chargers, right? They're in the, they're in the AFC West. The Chargers defensive line with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa healthy gets pressure on QBs so fast. Aiden O'Connell is going to be roasted. Uh, and then you combine that with some good players in the secondary. Aiden O'Connell is going to – it's going to be tough. So – He's a guy that I would 100% try and take profits on now, maybe only to buy back in, like uh, hoping that Jimmy G is healthy the entire season. But I, I, he, I, he's a guy I'm definitely taking profits on now. Yeah, I don't think he's good. I think, obviously, he's tearing it up in the preseason. You got to remember, though, he's in the AFC West. So let's just say he becomes a Raiders guy. He immediately becomes the third-best quarterback in that division at best, right? Um. He's not mobile, and something else is he was not good at Purdue, okay? Um, I, I, he was okay. I'll, I'll put it at that. I just don't really see it, but I would definitely take profits on it. Um, there might be some people that mistake it for a Derek Carr card because they both wear that Raiders number four uniform. Um, so there you go. Now – uh, we welcome a lot of our uh, new viewers. We appreciate. We always want to welcome new viewers here. We say hi to Gav Sports, Cedric Tillman, skill position guy, out of ten optic auto jersey number. So I'm guessing this is a college, uni Cedric Tillman card. Send me a photo, Gav. I'm on social media at Card of yeah. the Power. I like I like Cedric Tillman a lot. I'm, I was very bullish on that whole Tennessee offense last year. Um, yeah, I would sell it. I would tell it right now. He's got some steam off this preseason, and I doubt he plays a whole lot. I mean, he's what at best a wide receiver three at this point, and that's at best. I still think DPJ is that guy, and I still think Njoku is number three in targets on that team this next year. So, um, there you go. Oh, look at that, man! Yeah, beautiful card. Beautiful card here. It is from uh, Panini Chronicles draft picks, but you get that rated rookie logo, license, college uniform. Sheesh! I need to get my two hundred fifty. Yeah, I need to get my. I need to go to my Walmart and get some what, Chronicles. Man, I gotta rip some of this. Man, I'm a college uni sucker. Um, I don't normally share like my pickups on here, Andy, but I do want to share. Put me on. Put me on full screen real quick. I am buying KJ Jefferson 
and I am buying LSU uh, cards. So I'm a because we went to the national. I kind of like the national uh, thing on there. I got Derek bought some pretty big national cards as well. So there you go. Look at Mason Smith. Um, so there you go. So you can take me off full screen now because I'm ugly. Uh, I love college uniform cards. I'm a stickler for it. Uh, let's go to Mr. T with the super chat. We appreciate it. All the money goes to Andy. Uh, how about a weekly game preview prediction to help with my sports book performance? Okay. It's where it gets a little dangerous. All right. The hard part about doing something like that is people get mad if you're wrong. And we're, <laughs> we're not sportsbook touts, okay? Now, we do plays of the week in, in terms of football cards. Sometimes they work out. Sometimes they don't. Uh, but, Andy, I don't think I'm comfortable enough giving, like, especially NFL sports plays because it's the hardest book to win against. But maybe, you, maybe you're comfortable. Maybe you're the sharp. Maybe maybe you're Steve Fezzik. No, I don't even have access to sports books in Florida. Um, <laughs> I, I I I'll be down and and give you advice on your pickums, but uh, this is not you know the highest EV play here. Right. Uh, what I'm best at is giving you know football card advice, so I can definitely uh, do weekly game preview predictions to help you with your sports card collection and your right. sports card investment portfolio um, and your fantasy football roster, your, your pickums. If you want to get in some pickums on underdog, but yeah, you know, because there's a whole, there, there's a totally different animal trying to pinpoint the best lines from the different sports books. And a lot of it is just finding the best lines and having all these sports books at your disposal and then like they change. And I mean, it's a, I know guys that do that for a living, like full time, like go to one week They have like a team of guys that do this for a living, you know, and they're, uh, they, some, somebody like them would be who you want to go to for that. Right. Okay. So to make matters worse for Mr. T here, cause we're not, you know, super sharp here. We do have breaking news that JSN did have a little, Risk situation, very interesting. Doesn't seem like it's serious. He looks like he could be back. But, yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Gonna... T. I hate, that. I hate that we're the one breaking this news to you. But I will say, yeah. Mr. T, if you want to send me the pics on Discord, I will happily give you my advice. But I am not sharp clark or anyone like that so uh there you go i did give my over under play of under 10 and a half for the 49ers earlier today so you, you'll probably like that mr t huh? 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 Um, derek says his best betting advice he can give you is don't bet you won't beat the house <laughs> you won't you, you can try as hard as you can i am struggling with this andy now i know this isn't like football card related but it's college football related so last year on my SEC channel, I gave out seven over-unders, win totals, and all seven of them hit. All seven of them. The win total market is so freaking difficult, and I got all seven correct. I've never been more nervous because now there are people that have been asking me for my over-under SEC picks. I, 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 It's hard for me to tell them that it was lucky. <laughs> No, you're you're never you're never going to run that hot. You're going to cool off uh, 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 eventually. But Mr. T, I will happily do my best. Uh, card vibe with the Tim Duncan gold prism. I was a professional sports better for a decade. He quit during the pandemic. Pros really don't bet on preseason. I actually disagree with that. I, I've seen a lot of pros say the preseason market. Is is where uh, the money was. A lot of the, a lot of my favorite gambling experts um, uh, bet on preseason. Uh, but did did you think Deuce Vaughn was going to break out in the preseason and be the yeah. biggest winner in card values in the entire preseason? I didn't, and the metrics all looked good on him outside of his actual size. But he looks really good. 
He does. Um, and I'm excited. I always cheer for short Kings and, and he is small, but gosh, darn it. He was dominant. And you should never bet against a small running back from Kansas state. Can you, Andy, I, I want to do trivia with you every week, college football trivia. Can you name the last small running back from Kansas state? That was a stud in the NFL stud. And he was also tiny. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to guess and say Darren Sproles. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you, man. Whew, man. New Orleans Saints legend, Darren freaking Sproles. All right. So uh, we do have a hard out at two. Hobby tip of the week, Andy. Um, you had to deal with a cursing tirade from your boy earlier today. You called me, and I had just gotten – my KJ Jefferson cards in the mail. I was really freaking excited. And what do I get, Andy? What do I get? Tell the people what I got. <laughs> Scott State Bandit. God bless. Do not scotch tape the top of your top loaders. Painters tape always. Or what you could do is put it in a team bag, especially if it's higher in this one, like very expensive card. So I'm not looking. I'm not being a team bag stickler, but put freaking painter's tape on top of the freaking top loader. Don't put scotch tape. Please don't. All right. That obviously is something a lot of you already know, but if you are a first timer and you need help on how to ship cards, please hit us up. Now, Andy, happy tip of the week for you. Yeah. You know, so I like to usually put my hobby tip around new product and we still have Elite, so Elite is dropping in like seven, eight days. And we also have Prism Draft Picks that's, that is supposed to be dropping on August 30th. And that has the new logo that I know you weren't here last week, but maybe you were able to tune into the stream and, and see that rated prospect logo that's going to be on these cards for the 2024 draft class. So the, my hobby tip of the week is uh, don't forget about you know future uh, prospecting uh, being available, but also understand, you know, this goes back to the hyper relevancy factor. The guys that are on the highlights the most are getting the most demand. So the guys that aren't in the highlights all are all capable of being sniped. And that's all, what I'm going to say. What, what if college football does get bigger, right? It's big now, but what if it does become a little bit more national? Okay, it's regional, Andy, you and I are in the southeast, so we're locked in. You're a Gators guy, I'm an LSU guy. SEC football is how I make a living. But it's regional. We have view we have a ton of viewers in the Northeast. Viscovi, all those guys. College football doesn't exist up there hardly at all. West Coast is a big reason why all this realignment crap is happening now. They have declined in football viewership. But what if all the realignment stuff like that, what if it does turn it into a more national product and it does somehow become more popular college cards could go up i'm just saying um i love college cards i prefer them over pro uniform cards for the most part uh so i know i'm in the minority there but just don't just shun cards just because they're college cards right like for instance i would prefer to have a joe burrow rare lsu uniform card over like a rookie silver Joe Burrow, even though the rookie silver Joe Burrow probably goes for more than a number to 99 or number to 50, whatever LSU card. Give me that one right for the long term. Give me that one. I know that that sounds crazy, but it's just true. I, I believe that. Um, but yeah, Andy, we'll get to a few more comments before uh, we, we get out of here. Feel free to fly them in. We've had a very fun show. How many people do we have in here? Uh, 40. There you go. That's good, man. Um, Card Vibe wants to know if you're going to the show this weekend, Andy, in Tampa. Man, I'd love to. Um, I don't I don't think I'll be there, though, this weekend. I got a lot going on here at the house. I was actually working on putting new flooring in, uh, and I got a lot – I'll tell you, this, this is another hobby tip right now. So I'm listing cards every day, Carter. 
Uh, eBay 100% rewards you for being a daily poster. I'm, I'm going to remind people that um, I'm telling you, it, it gives a significant boost to the visibility of your cards and you will sell more cards. If you're struggling, go back and revisit your store. Check your prices. Check that you check to make sure that you've got the item descriptors that they want. There's a new condition item descriptor um, under each listing about the condition. Used to, you could just automatically have it automatically say excellent condition, and it was different. It wasn't a um, it wasn't a manual thing. Now they have graded or ungraded, and then it prompts a new field, and you have to pick. And so you need to go back to your old listings and recheck them and relist them and put up new listings on a daily basis, even if it's one card. I love it. I've I've noticed that as well. I didn't expect it, but the more 99-cent letter rides I do, the more eBay is rewarding my views. I swear. It's not even the most liquid cards. Um, I, I've seen it go up. I, I, I have. Um, but yeah, now, um, play of the week, Andy, I'm going to give you one. Let's just say JSN is seriously hurt. All right. Let's just say this goes on. Let's just say it's kind of like a Traylon Burke season by him. Okay. Don't overthink this. This guy is going to be a very good football player. Okay. I am going to pay attention to see. He did get a lot of hype. He did have. That absolutely massive catch versus the Cowboys in a preseason game, he's freaking good. So if there is any kind of dip, um, once again, his stuff is trickling out. Obviously, he's a rookie in this class. Uh, I I I think I think he's really good. I do. Uh, Andy, your play of the week. My play of the week is the one guy from the team, and this is a stack play. Uh, it's Daniel Jones with the New York Giants. If there's a team that I think that could have a hot start that people are overlooking, and I have seen more high-end transactions. Like I looked at a couple thousand-dollar-plus transactions on Daniel Jones. I looked at one where it was a, I believe it was a National Treasures out of 99 that went for 500 back on August 1st, and just Sunday it was it went for 1500. And so I am seeing appreciation in Daniel Jones cards. However, when I compare him to Kyler Murray, he's just like eclipsing the current Kyler Murray values, which are at the floor of Kyler Murray. So then I can see the upside uh, in those cards. I mean, there's still guys like Debo and DK Metcalf that have some cards that are at the, the same level or close to it of Daniel Jones. And obviously there's a lot of upside in Daniel Jones prices, and this could be the career year for him. You know, easily eclipsing last year because they add Paris Campbell, they draft Jalen Hyatt, and they and they get Darren Waller. And th this offense looks really good. And if you look at their schedule, they're opening up against the Cowboys, so it's it's uh, it's a tough matchup, but it's definitely a winnable one. It's it's a divisional matchup. But then you look at um, week two for them. Just had it. Just had it up here, Carter. Now go on. Uh, oh, Cardinals at the Cardinals at the Cardinals in week two. So very easy matchup on paper for week two. And then week three, where they go? So smooth. Dude, I'm terrible. I'm terrible <laughs> when you, whenever you lose your spot on the sheet. You're, you're, you're as smooth as Daniel Jones running in the open <laughs> yeah, field right. versus the Eagles. So, <laughs> so smooth. So smooth. Well, I, I want to give the specific information on who they're playing. If I could just – I thought it was a home game, but – Okay. It's just probably right in front of my face, and I, I'm not seeing it. I'm going to have to – I'm going to have to share my screen – because this is, is taking me terribly long. But the whole point I'm trying to make is the beginning three to four weeks of their schedule is completely winnable, uh, and they could be the early guys to be 3-0 and out of the gate and Daniel Jones be the uh, uh, front runner for MVP. There is a pathway for that to happen. And if that does happen, cool. then he's taking Darren Waller along with him. Saquon probably could go up a little bit. Uh, um, and Jalen Hyatt, he's already at a premium, but there's potential that he could go up even more. But if you look at Jalen Hyatt, his base score rookie auto is a $25 card. That could easily, I mean, that's like the base for that card is $10, but it still could climb a little bit more based on how good his start to the season is. Right. I will tell you this. 
Daniel Jones is probably going to be my most drafted quarterback on underdog. By the way, use promo code Quest, use promo code Carter in the link down below. Sign up now for your uh, deposit match bonus. Um, I, I love Danny Dimes going into this next season with Brian Dable. Now, I wouldn't like him if he didn't have Brian Dable as his coach. My hottest take was when Brian Dable left. I thought the Bills should have fired McDermott and kept Dable. Um, that was one of my hottest, hottest, hottest takes. Brian Dable looks like him. He looks like he is the next freaking Shanahan. This guy is making water into wine with some of these pieces. Um, Paris Campbell was also someone that, you know, I've, I've given a few plays of the week out. His cards are going for a dollar on some of his rookie autos. I, I think any of these Giants guys can break out in what Dable's going to do offensively this next year. Defensively, I do worry about the Giants, but, I mean, they got Dexter freaking Lawrence. He's arguably the best DT in the NFL now that, you know, Aaron Donald's a little over the hill. Um, still, it's 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 very interesting. Um there you go. Billy T, you've been very active in the comment section. He asked me a difficult question here. My favorite LSU player of all time. Oh, man. Billy, I can't do that. I can't give you just one, man. When you talk about this team every single day, I can't just give you one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I give you one who I, I do like a lot, and that's Jamar freaking Chase. All right, I, Everyone's going to say Joe Burrow, but I'll give you Jamar Chase. Why not? Uh, but really, it's Tyron Matthew. I do have PC for the most part. And uh, I'm also PC and Mason Smith and current LSU guys. So if you have Jaden Daniels cards, hit me up. Uh, Andy, I'm going to let you pick uh, the last few comments before we have to get out of here. Yeah, guys, uh, really appreciate um, everybody tuning in today and all your support on the quest. Let's see. Yeah, Waller looking really great again. Uh, what did Bob say? Giants can go 2-0, then the next four are rough. 49ers, Hawks, Miami, Bills. Yeah, they're they're rough, but the hot start is, is what you want at the beginning of the season. I mean, because he's already appreciated throughout the preseason. He's looked really sharp uh, this past weekend when, when he was in there with the starting offense. I mean, they looked laser sharp. Daniel Jones looked very good, so... You just want that that hype is going to continue into week one. They win week one. That's going to continue into week two. And it's like a snowball effect. Those first few weeks uh, could lead to quite the appreciation in, in a lot of stuff. And he's going to bring someone along with him. Uh, so, you know, it's, it, Waller may be the safest bet uh, just because of how cheap his cards are. But he's got to do more on the field than Hyatt does. You know, high high with a limited supply and being a rookie uh, at the wide receiver position, Hyatt puts up one or two touchdowns, dusts the defender's ankles. His cards are going to go up at a at a higher rate than if Darren Waller did that. You know, yeah, Darren Waller's a weird collect, right? Because he's iconically known for his Raiders breakout, and he was a Ravens rookie, number twelve, as well. It's kind of a weird collection. Uh, from a rookie card standpoint, and then it gets into how many Giants cards want a Ravens. How many Giants fans would want a Ravens Darren Waller rookie card? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Huh? 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 So uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, Andy, it's yours. The floor is yours, man. If you want to take one more, we can. If not, we'll sign it off, baby. Yeah, let's go ahead and sign off uh, here, Carter. But um, if you guys, uh, you know, you guys are looking for more content, we we just put out an exclusive video uh, last night um, for my top targets, but not just the top targets for weeks one, two, and three, kind of analyze the schedule, but also a deep dive into the listings available this week. And uh, so check everything out we got going on there. We just made some big updates to the Keep Them Web app and uh, and all kinds of stuff. So. Uh, and I appreciate all you guys tuning in. If you enjoyed the video, make sure you leave a like button. We want to hear from you guys in the comments as well. What's your take on this whole fanatics versus Panini thing? Uh, what's your what's your you know favorite player from the preseason that you're targeting? And we'll see you next time. 
I I see Mike Kafka's brother is a is a what is that 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 uh what's his name said? Let's see. Ryan said Mike Kafka's brother is uh the fan of the or no, he's he knows Mike Kafka's brother. Well, if Mike Kafka wants to come on the show, let him know. We're we're, we're welcome. All right, I will see you next week. Peace out.